good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. I want to talk to you about Jubilee. As we look to the new year and we think of trying to improve ourselves, maybe we think of rededicating ourselves to God, or we make the traditional New Year's resolution, maybe we want to lose weight, you know, I could stand that myself, or, or something else, you know, whatever you might feel you need to improve upon as a Christian or as a person. I'm reminded that everything here is fleeting, is brief, is cyclical. You know, everything goes in cycles. Everything we have on this earth is temporary. Houses, cars, food, all of it is perishable. God gave us two eternal things. He gave us our eternal souls. He intended us to live with Him forever. And He gave us eternal salvation. Through Jesus, He gave us mercy, grace, forgiveness, our salvation. Again, so that we could live with Him always. If you look back in the early books of the law, God established cycles and years of jubilee. At these times, slaves were freed, land was returned, things were reset. And uh, <clears throat> I'm not going to get into all the details, but I am going to read a little bit about this. If we look at Leviticus chapter 25, verses 8 through 15, now I am reading from the Amplified Bible. You are also to count off seven Sabbaths of years for yourself, seven times seven years so that you have the time of the seven Sabbaths, Sabbaths of years, namely 49 years. Then you shall sound the ram's horn everywhere on the tenth day of the seventh month. It's, they say here that it's almost like close to October. On the day of atonement you shall sound the trumpet throughout your land. And you shall consecrate the fiftieth year and proclaim freedom for the slaves throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee, year of remission, for you, and each of you shall return to his own ancestral property that was sold to another. Now, they have some notes here. Let me read this without their notes, because this sounds a little differently. Because um, they say that was sold to another because of poverty, and each of you shall return to his family from whom he was separated by bondage. Uh, while I believe some of this is right, I think some of this kind of takes it the wrong way because that was sold to another because of poverty. Well, they may not have sold it because of poverty, but they may have sold it indeed to make money. So, I mean, there's a variety of reasons you would sell uh, property. So, um, But you could lose it due to poverty, too. Anyway, and you shall consecrate the 50th year and proclaim freedom throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you, and each of you shall return to his own property, and each of you shall return to his family. So basically it was freedom for the slaves, freedom from uh, debt, uh, lands that were had been sold and exchanged were returned to the original owner. Now the quote on the Liberty Bell in Philadelphia is from this verse, uh, Leviticus 25.10. And it reads, Proclaim li liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. It's just something to remember, to think about. It's what our country is supposed to be and stand for. A land of liberty and freedom that 
you know, that we would not be a land of bondage and, and suffrage. Anyway, to continue on in the 11th verse, that 50th year shall be a jubilee for you, and you shall not sow seed, nor reap what reseeds itself, nor gather the grapes of the uncultivated vines. For it is the jubilee, it shall be holy to you, you shall eat its crops out of the field. In this year of jubilee, each of you shall return to his own, and they say ancestral property, but I would just say their own property that God had originally given them. If you sell anything to your friend or buy from your friend, you shall not wrong one another. According to the number of years after the jubilee, you shall buy from your friend, and he is to sell to you according to the number of years of crops which may be harvested before you must restore the property to him. In other words, when you bought land from someone, let's say you bought a field for raising um, food of any kind, well, you would only pay an amount which would be hopefully, uh, you know, reasonably recovered uh, according to the number of years you would actually have that land before you would return it to their family. Because every jubilee you would return that land to that family. So the transfer of land in Israel was much more like leasing or renting, not actually buying. You weren't actually purchasing the land for all time. Since all property would revert to the original owner at the jubilee year, the leaser or renter would pay a price based on the years of use remaining until the next jubilee. If there was only one or two years left, you might not pay very much at all. But if they weren't going to use it and raise a crop or do whatever with it anyway, they probably would not mind, you know, leasing that out to you. So it was like you were leasing or renting, with the knowledge it was temporary and it would revert back. Now, <clears throat> why did they do this? Why did God set forth this law? You can see it a few verses down. It's in Leviticus chapter 25, verses 23 and 24. The land shall not be sold permanently, for the land is mine. Now this is God talking. The land is mine. You are only foreigners and temporary residents with me. So in all the country that you possess, you are to provide for the redemption of the land. And the intention here is in the year of Jubilee. So that the land would revert. So this was to remind us that things here in this life are temporary. That we may enjoy them for a time, or <clears throat> we may suffer them for a time, such as slavery or poverty. But all of this is temporary, whether we are rich or poor, whether we are sick or healthy, happy or sad. This was to create the mindset of everything being God's, and we are just borrowing it for a time. We are foreigners, strangers, or aliens in a temporary residence to remind us of what is important and who we follow, whose we are. It reminds us who created everything and our place as caretakers. This life and world is temporary. Even a new heaven and earth are coming. We can see that in Revelation chapter 21 verse 1. However, our souls are eternal. We can choose now to live eternally with God.
or we can choose eternal death, the second death, which is eternal separation from God. We make this choice every day, whether we realize it or consciously think about it or not. The Lord gave us eternal salvation. With his sacrifice, he paid the price for all our wrongdoings. His one eternal act of sacrifice for us. We have two eternal gifts from God the Father. One is our soul. You can think of that as our life, our soul, everything that you know He gave us, our spirit. The other is His salvation. Our soul, our life, is ours to do with as we will. We have free will, and it is it is ours. But the other salvation. Salvation must be accepted. It takes action. We must come forward to God. We must repent and accept His mercy, not His judgment or punishment, but His forgiveness. We must accept His mercy. We must come forward, repent, and accept His forgiveness. So, that was what I wanted to talk about. That would be our jubilee when we accept his forgiveness. That is our jubilee where we're forgiven our debt and we come clean to God. Once we come forward, repent, we're baptized, then we are clean, we come forward to God in our own personal spiritual jubilee and we're free of the debt of sin. We're free of all that temporary stuff that maybe we've had in our lives. And then from there we live a faithful life, you know, ever learning, ever growing, ever changing. Not a perfect life. I don't want to uh, ever give you the impression that we actually live a perfect life, but we work for that and to have that and to make that, you know, the Lord is our goal, is our aim, that perfect life. So, all right. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May the Lord bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.